0: Well, welcome to another podcast at Crossroads Community Church. I'm here with Eddie Hammond, and my name is Steve Hollis, and we are very glad you're with us here today. This is Passion Week. Um, this week it's Wednesday, and uh, we're excited to be with you. And in fact, we're going to be discussing uh, Pastor Eddie's last message called and titled uh, Passion Week. And uh, telling you a little bit about that, how that pertains to our lives, and and all of that. And um, before I get started, I just wanted to say, hey, Eddie, how you doing?
1: Hi, hey, Steve. I'm doing all right.
0: <laughs> good. Well, you're looking good. And uh, currently, the the weather outside is uh, not frightful. It's uh, <laughs> it looks pretty good out there, and oh, yeah. sun is. Uh, Peeking in and out of the the clouds, and uh, weather's getting nicer. The flowers are blooming. Mushrooms are coming up. Mushrooms, mm-hmm. yeah. We, I, you know, you mentioned that last week, Pastor. You mentioned jo- mushrooms Josh last week. Josh found a hundred, almost a hundred. Josh did. Mm-hmm. Gray ones, about two inch, Eddie's inches. Eddie's son, tall. Josh, found about a hundred mushrooms. And the funny thing about that is my son, my father-in-law, no, my father-in-law, my father-in-law, Eddie, if you guys don't know, uh, Eddie is my father-in-law, but my brother-in-law, that's what I was trying to say, has not told me that he found a hundred mushrooms, so it sounds like he's going to keep them to himself. (laughs) uh,
1: Uncle Josh doesn't share so much. We love him, but he pretty much eats them all himself. I guess I didn't teach him sharing like maybe I should have as a dad.
0: That's funny. Well... Well, uh, I uh, don't blame him. Yeah, no, I've, I've had a couple of mushrooms from him in the past. And I know you have too, but, um, uh, yeah, those are, those are, uh, prized possessions around here as, as well as they should be and, and are too many people. Uh, well, we hope you guys that are mushroom hunters out there have found some good mushrooms out there and, and, um, in your little private areas and, uh, maybe not so private areas. And so, um, anyway, here's to your mushroom hunting uh, and beyond so well uh, on, a, on a little bit more uh, specific note let's get down to business here and talk a little bit about this passion week but uh, before first before we get started let's let's have a word of prayer all right dear heavenly father thank you so much for loving us and uh, thank you for giving us jesus christ Thanks, your son your precious holy son we are where we are today uh, because of him. We have found freedom through Jesus Christ. The chains have been broken. Those that have, have accepted you, Jesus, as their personal Lord and Savior, have have grown to know a relationship with you, have have found freedom and, and are finding how to to break away from the chains of the past. And we are so, so grateful for this Passion Week, for the remembrance of it through uh, all of the things that have been had been put upon yourself. But now, you sit at the right hand of the Father. You are victorious. We, uh, we are so glad to call you Lord and Savior, friend, brother. What a wonderful thing. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would work throughout this podcast today. Lord, help us to say the right words uh, to uh, lead our talk and to bring us wisdom as we um, pour it out to those that are listening. So, Lord, thank you again, and we honor and celebrate you during this season, especially during this season, but all year round, uh, just lifting you up on high. It's in Jesus' your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, Pastor, this last week on uh, last Sunday, I guess Palm Sunday, uh, we you spoke during the first service, and that was entitled Passion Week. And then during our second service, we had the children um, come up and share a bunch of great stuff. So yeah, no we really enjoyed that, didn't we? We did. Yeah, it was good yeah, to it was see great seeing all those kids on stage. Well, I don't. Did you get a count of how many? There was about eighty five children on the stage. Eighty five, and we don't have a big stage. Oh, no, <laughs> so. they they
1: filled her up pretty good.
0: Miss <laughs> uh, Chris has done well, a great job with uh, with continuing. And they to... had a,
1: a little struggle trying to get the instruments
0: out of their hands. They like making rackets. <laughs> so That's they strange. had. Yes, they had shakers. I mean, I, I think almost every one of them had. shakers. They had something or, bells or something. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was quite the scene, and um, we thoroughly enjoyed it. I was uh, just celebrated a with them.
1: I was a little upset they didn't give me a noisemaker, but uh, <laughs> well, I guess know you could better. have pulled
0: out the old kazoo, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe that was kind cons- of yeah. Got, I'm,
1: I'm glad that, <laughs> and one of the things that uh, Fanel Brunal, our uh, brother from Haiti that we support and go help. And, Build, uh, built, helped build his compound on the side of that mountain down Jockmel on the southern coast. He was really impressed that we allowed the children to have that much part of the service, and he, uh, some places don't do that. Yeah, he was visiting with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. He he, th- he was really impressed by that, that we would give our children a, a, the whole service to do it all. Yeah. And uh, that impressed him. So oh, that's neat. That was kind of cool. Well,
0: oh, good. Well, why don't you uh, just go ahead and share a little bit about. Uh, what you spoke about on Sunday, just kind of recap that, and uh, let's get down to, to talking a little bit about the Passion Week and how that pertains to our lives and all that.
1: Well, I started out talking about the cross and how uh, we can't put it in words that, uh, how terrible it really was and those that lost their lives on them and how that has become a symbol to us. That's It's almost precious in a sense that... Uh, we have it on our churches we have it on our walls we wear it around our necks and some people even get tattoos of it mm-hmm. but it doesn't it doesn't carry that torturous meaning for us it's a symbol of god's love that he would go through that for us actually um and in you know we we talk about his last week we have a tendency to want to skip ahead to resurrection we don't i don't think i think it's hard for us to relate to the agony and all that betrayal and the beatings and all that he went through that last week we we don't like to focus on that i know i've talked to people that that saw the passion of christ and it upset them so bad they didn't want to see it again but yeah uh, and i I i refer back to that because you know like i say a lot that Hollywood really did a good job on that. Gibson did a good job directing that, and it was probably about as close as anything that's ever been made. And one of the things that I think really works on my heart is when I see Jim Caviezel as Jesus on that cross and how they had his body made up to look real. That's my sin on him. I don't think about anybody else's sin. I think about my own. That It was my sin that did that to him, and it it ought to really affect the way that I live let's put it that way so you know and then the whole concept with that triumphal entry and hosanna and all those throngs of people worshiping him in a sense and glad to see him and on and on and on and then with just in the short span of a few days they were standing in front of pilate and and he says well you want me to crucify barabbas this terrible criminal or jesus and crowd says
0: jesus Mm. you know uh, it doesn't yeah doesn't uh doesn't line up does it but uh, no but i think with what the same analogies
1: and in our hearts sometimes when we choose sin over obedience it's not Pilate standing before us it's we have that whole concept of satan wooing us trying to woo us away from christ and and it's almost like he's saying, do you, "Do you want to commit this sin, or do you want to sin, or do you want to be obedient to Jesus?" And mm-hmm. heaven forbid! On some occasions, we we listen to the devil. Right. We're not his kids, but we still hear his voice, and he still has influence over us. Is the problem? Mm-hmm. You know that's sad to me. And you know, and like I said, I don't ever point fingers at anybody else because I got I, I struggle within my own self sometimes to. Stay on the right path and do what I'm supposed to be doing. But that's, uh, and then that second, I, I talked about, we talked about the triumphal entry. Uh, it was, I just picked out a couple events in his life. And then the second one was the Last Supper, which was, uh, and, and I didn't realize this, and Diane, I was talking about this a couple of days ago that, in, in the I talked about the Seder meal the jews have on passover Mm -hmm. Uh, that all these parts of this meal that's on that plate have a meeting like the hard-boiled eggs it's a symbol of the jews suffering that you put stuff in hot water it usually disintegrates but not eggs they get stronger they get Mm -hmm. harder Mm -hmm. the the roasted shank bone of lamb reminds them that they there was blood sacrifice to save their lives but i didn't realize this when jesus had that Seder meal That last supper In the upper room In Jerusalem The shank bone of lamb Wasn't on the plate Because mm. he was the lamb uh-huh. He was the paschal lamb He right. took that place It was his blood That was going to be shed Right And I don't know why I read in the commentary It kind of brought that to light That that's really They really do believe that That he had taken that place Of mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. And and then bitter herbs uh, Reminds me They were servants of slavery uh, the greens were a symbol of coming of spring. The salt water would, would remind them of their tears. And the haroset, which is a nut, apple, cinnamon, wine mixture, it, it had the appearance of straw to remind them that it was their, it, that was the mortar they used to build the treasure cities for Pharaoh. And then the last one was unleavened bread, which they called matza. And I thought that, I thought this was interesting. That meal, that Seder meal, uh, that they have on uh, Passover symbolizes the four promises of redemption found in Exodus six, six, and seven. I will bring you out, I will rescue you from bondage, I will redeem you, I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. You know that 's what Jesus offers us now it 's not in the same sense, but that's right i'll bring you out i i will i will I will pick you, so to speak among humanity. I will rescue you from your sin. I'll redeem you. I'll, I'll make you perfect in God's eyes, and I, I'll take you as my people, and I'll be your God. And it was, it, and it's just an interesting thing that, and I talked about uh, some some Christian families do it, but I don't know how many. Is they have a tradition like we'll get together and eat on Easter. We won't do the Seder mm-hmm. meal, but it's the fact that every Jewish child learned that early. They knew all about the Exodus. They knew they knew what they what they were to cuz they did it every year. Yeah. And it was it's just kind of a it was just kind of a cool thing. And then the dad would hide a prize in the house and the kids would look for it. It's just I don't know, it's just it it just really spoke to me that I you know a lot of times we we get bogged down in tradition, but I wish sometimes we had more of it mm-hmm. cuz it keeps you focused. Yeah. That's what see that's what communion does. Yeah. And then closing in that I got into we didn't we took communion a week ago, but it, it it came down to that to that last supper during that last meal with his disciples. Jesus the Lamb of God offered his body and his blood for sharing, always to be taken with a solemn reflection on his sacrifice and his future return. He offered it in spite of the unworthiness of his followers, one who had betrayed him, another who would deny him, and all who would abandon him. He offered it because they needed a savior and he was the savior. I just thought that was very cool. Absolutely. So that's kind of that's kind of what I went through. I went through those two events in that week. And of course, there's others, and then you, it comes to uh, that was Thursday night, which some call Monday, Thursday, which is tomorrow. Uh, and there's our churches that have that service. Right. And then they have a service called the Bray, and it's a, kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, the leading up to the cross. Right. And you know, I remember Ben talking about that. And yeah, Ben Cassidy out yeah, of the Methodist Church. They beat church a here. drum forever, and it's quiet mm-hmm. in there, and they beat, beat a drum for every step or every
0: station of the cross, I think, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, they're, they're, he's doing that again this year. Um, and uh, it's just real, it's really neat in the sense of being able to use the different. Maybe sometimes services like we just spoke of or uh, the Seder meal as we've we've talked about or using uh, chances of of bringing it to light to our family and to ourselves. I, I think is such an important week to uh, remind ourselves uh, what we have in Jesus, what Jesus went through, um, and of course the Lenten season um, that many people are, going through right now right? you know and uh, uh, experiences um, you know back back some time ago I had started that uh, in this this new year but all in all bringing it to to the realization um, and remembrance that Christ has done so much for us Amen and to be able to celebrate him then coming up on Easter what a wonderful and glorious time of celebration, um, as we uh, as the climax of of uh, the Passion Week um, in His resurrection, and you know we can we can step right in that and then and then come back to how it continues to make an effect in our lives here today, but you're speaking on the resurrection this coming Sunday and mm-hmm. and the power of that. Um, share just a little bit about what we can look forward to in that very sense as we get uh, ready for Sunday.
1: Well, the title of the message is Resurrection. It's just it's our victory. John 21, uh, John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. And I'm going to start out and this is kind of the outline in a sense, after crucifixion, the sense of hopelessness that uh, had enshrouded all those who followed Christ and his crucifixion. Because at that last supper, he loved them. He showed them how much he loved them by washing their feet. Mm. And then he says, I confer on you a kingdom. Mm. They hadn't misconstrued that. They wanted to overthrow Rome. But their, his kingdom, he says, my kingdom is not of this world. It's the fact that it's a spiritual kingdom in a sense where you're to love people and to serve them and um, turn the other cheek and all those things that Christ talked about. All these things he taught about, and they had touched him and loved him, and then, boom, he's gone. Right? He's so. Uh, it, it, it reminds me of of the word that we read and the messages that we hear. We take it in and we believe it, but then, I think there's there's times when we don't really believe it. Mm-hmm. It's like these guys. Jesus kept telling him, "says I'm going to be in the grave three days," and I'm I don't know. I don't think they believed it till they seen him. Mm-hmm. That's the point. So they sense that hopelessness and despair And I think there's a lot of people in our world That have a sense of hopelessness and despair And then we need to know that help is closer than we think Like You can almost hear Jesus whisper to people Why are you weeping? Why are you in despair? Uh, He's genuinely concerned for us And that Easter brings that that out actually to me And then the victory of Easter is a gift available to anyone who will receive it the early believers were fearless and unstoppable, and I and I pray that for us, yeah. that how much that had an effect on their lives. You know, I mean, our whole, everything that we are, everything we do, everything we're about, all of our vision and everything is is wrapped up on this one day, this okay. one event yeah. that he conquered the biggest enemy that there is is death. You know, you take. You take Buddha uh, and the 400 million Hindu gods that there are uh, and Muhammad, they all stayed dead. Yeah. yeah. See, and I always tell people that. That's why I'm a follower of Christ because he did what he says he's going to do. <laughs> That's right. He came back from the dead. Nobody Amen. else has done that. Amen. Only God can defeat death. Mm-hmm. Now, these people, other people will argue the the point on that, but still... That is, it, it, that is why that I'm a follower of a Christ because Jesus did what he said he did. He said he was going to rise from the dead. And only God has that. Only the true God has that power. Right. Absolutely.
0: So, well, it is, it is a great week and a great wrap-up to the week as we come into looking forward to the celebration on Easter Sunday to be able to remind ourselves of how to in a sense, revive some of that that might have gotten complacent uh, at times. Maybe reminding ourselves that uh, through this special time of remembrance of what Jesus went through, what Jesus had done for us, um, the gift that we have been given and all that is wrapped around it, the chains that have been broken, the, uh, the past that has been Washed whiter than snow, the the sins that have been removed from our lives, and all because God allowed Jesus sent mm-hmm. Him to us, and we take that uh, for granted. Sometimes. We do. We have a tendency to find ourselves complacent, and you know we talked a little bit about grumbling last week. You know we <laughs> talked about we talked about the, the different things that that uh, Paul. Warned the Corinthians about, and um, he warned them. Look, guys, you don't find yourself in that mode. Christ has done so much mm-hmm. for you, um, and no matter the no matter the lot, we have we have so much to gain through putting it out in front of us, uh, and and letting letting Jesus lead the way. Let the Holy Spirit work in our lives. That pertains to this day and age so much because our own strength though we might feel we've got oh we have this degree in education and we've got this wisdom because we've been at the job for so long or we've whatever the case when it comes down to it cut and dry there's nothing that compares no, to the it's wisdom like of Jesus god
1: said in john 15 without me you're nothing yes so I'm that's, the vine. You're the branch. That's it.
0: That, that is that's exactly what I was going to say. We have got to stay connected. you have got to stay hooked up. As if, if you
1: don't, you know, I always say this kind of in, in jest in a sense, and maybe I shouldn't, but it's easier to be bad than good. That's the human dilemma, and it, it really is. Uh, it's like you don't have to teach children to be bad. Mm-hmm. You have to teach them to be good. Mm-hmm. It's natural. It's inborn in them. That, that's why I believe in, in that whole concept of... Uh, of, of Of original sin, mm-hmm. we're born in sin, mm-hmm. and of course we have that age accountability, but then there comes a time when we have to face up to the music, regardless and there are some little kids that face up early, but there are some that it takes them a while, but nonetheless, then they realize and the Holy Spirit grips their heart that they are they they need a savior and it's just like you know jesus said that's that that's why i i I don't ever you know i don't I don't sprinkle babies. Um, my joke is I was sprinkled as a baby and it didn't take but there are little kids like Ethan mm-hmm. uh, he he knew what he knew what was going on absolutely that cold water brought him out out of it <laughs> <laughs> poor little guy he comes up there screaming yeah. out of that cold water but <laughs> oh, anyhow that was cool. pretty good but those little kids understand that and, and Chris has done a great job up here uh, explaining Christ to them, yeah. you know, she's uh, she's done a fabulous job. Actually, I,
0: I appreciate her. So, mm-hmm. Amen. You know, I think I think really, truly, when we look at at our own lives, and no matter where we're at in the stage of it, um, whether we're in our twenties, our fifties, or uh, the last few uh, years of our life, no matter where we are, um, discipline pertains to us. It's a very you uh, a very interesting thing, and in, in the fact that if we stay complacent, it's it, it represents itself in so many different ways. That discipline ourselves um, through through learning, um, or just maintaining, um, you know, disciplining ourselves in uh, in investing rather than spending. And you know, you think about that as far as our lives. Um, as we go about our, our own power, our own strengths, uh, we we're being spent. It's <laughs> life is being spent, and and um, and with Christ, we find ourselves investing into others. That discipline of investment, and and um, rather than just being a selfish uh, spending spree uh, with life, um, putting it out there, we, we find that our heart is full. It's full of Jesus Christ, it's full of His love, it's full of being able to express our gifts towards others, um, to invest into others, that, that invests into the very fact of eternity, the rewards that, that um, are spoken about in the Word. And, and so I guess what I'm, I'm mentioning there is, is uh, we have uh, such a, a greater aspect in this life to live for, and what joy. Is brought from it. You were going to say something?
1: Oh, I was thinking about some of the heroes of the faith. And Amy Carmichael went to India, saved children, and she died young. But that's what she said. She wanted God to use her up.
0: Mm. If she wasn't going <laughs> to. And yeah. being spent that yeah. way is being spent yeah, correctly. You know, remarkable woman. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I was going to say I I apologize beforehand. I, I try not to be sarcastic on Easter about missing all those people and. And I'm going to try not to say anything Sunday. So, uh, if you're if, listening, if you're listening, and, yeah, and if need I, to
0: invite a few people. Go yeah, ahead and please yeah, do so. I'm, because I'm not
1: going to embarrass anybody. No, you know, no, so. heavens, no. But no. I, uh, my, my joke among pastors and and church people as well is that I'm going to invite a third, or I'm going to invent a third holiday, so I can see some of them people three times a week mm-hmm. or a, a year, year. Yeah, instead yeah. of. But I do miss them. I, I do, and I say that because I miss them. I I want, I want them to, I want them to come. I don't think we can grasp the the importance of the family of God and how much we need each other. But uh,
0: well, I think that's a fantastic way to wrap up today's podcast: is to to pray over uh, the ones that are going to be coming, those that are uh, thinking about inviting someone. Um, those that uh, they're counting on the Holy Spirit to, or not counting on, but maybe the Holy Spirit is going to uh, nudge them to invite or whatever, but we do want to pray over you and over your family and over those that you will invite and those that will be coming to Crossroads and other Mm -hmm. churches around the community. So, Pastor, why don't you lead forward with that? Lord, we love you and
1: um, I know we pick out special days, but this is as special as it gets. and you know, I think about your word. You didn't ask us to remember your birth. We just took that on ourselves, but you told us to remember this and uh, and we remember it every time we take communion. And you said as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. So uh, Easter for some reason uh, brings more folks to church and uh, I just pray God for um, our folks here and I pray for the folks in the community and. Uh, the state the united states and around the world that mm. your name is exalted and lifted up and i pray for those ones that are thinking about inviting somebody that they might just do it they might pick up that phone or text them or email them do whatever uh, that they might bring them and uh, i just pray holy spirit that you would uh, prepare hearts i uh, just pray lord that something during that time together through the music uh, through the preaching of the word lord that uh, that you would be able to knock down the door of their heart and, and come in and and, and they could find refuge in you, Lord, and you could become their redeemer. You could give them purpose and hope in this world. And um, you, as we continue to grow as a church, that we get stronger and stronger, Lord, uh, to be able to fight the, the powers of darkness and uh, defeat the devil in this world as we do battle every day for the souls of men and women and children. So we live, uh, that's my prayer today, Lord. I just pray, pray for this Sunday. Yes. And I pray that your spirit, a Holy Spirit, that is listened to and obeyed. So I ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen
0: amen well thank you pastor and thank you for meeting with me today again and and uh through this whole process of being able to share about passion week and to uh to celebrate that with you and our crossroads family uh, just an exciting yeah. time um be be praying for pastor and i and the rest of the staff as we prepare for this coming sunday that um, that the Holy Spirit will, will guide us in directing of that. Yep. and um, I'm looking uh, forward to it. Yeah, we are definitely it looking to it. It's good to see the Olson kids here Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it was good to see them. And yeah. I know that Emily might, she listens an awful yeah, lot uh, to these podcasts. So hi, Emily. And uh, great to see you guys back uh, in the house this last yeah, week. We missed you. Yeah, we sure have. Well, thanks again. And uh, folks, thanks for listening. And until next week, where we'll be able to to kind of just highlight that celebration once again for He is risen and He is risen indeed. And uh, anyway, we just want to say thanks for listening and we'll catch you then. Bye-bye.